Welcome to Safety Net, a patient safety podcast with news, trends, and ideas from CRICO, the insurance program for all of the Harvard Medical Institutions and their affiliates, bringing a data-driven approach to reducing medical error through clinical analysis of malpractice claims. A retained surgical item. It's patient safety lingo for when a surgical team leaves something like a sponge or a tool inside the patient after surgery. These events may lead to serious harm, such as sepsis or prolonged hospitalization, the need for subsequent surgery, or even death. In late 2023, the Academic Medical Center Patient Safety Organization, or AMCPSO, issued an advisory noting a spike in reports of retained surgical items. The Joint Commission calls them never events, and it's been a long-term challenge for operating rooms. Well, it's defined as a never event. I, I, I must admit, I personally have a hard time with that term. Um, when human beings are involved, uh, it's hard to make things never events. Dr. Douglas Smink is a general surgeon at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston and was an advisor for the PSO alert on retained surgical items. The group found varied data showing that these events are persistent and growing, despite known effective interventions. According to the Massachusetts Department of Health, for example, in 2022, the number of serious reportable events involving retained surgical items was 42, an increase to pre-pandemic levels. Retained items is the top surgical category for two years in a row in that state. Uh, I wouldn't call them common, but they're more common than some of the other um, patient safety events that we also are concerned about in the OR and common enough that we thought uh, it was worth um, bringing a group together to try to shed some light on them, um, bring some awareness, but also bring some expertise around how we can try to uh, reduce the reduce the risk because it's a, you know, the, the main reason is this is a risk to patients. A main task for the PSO was to identify key barriers to implementing effective strategies that help prevent retained surgical items. Dr. Yvonne Chung is an anesthesiologist and associate medical director of the AMC PSO who co-authored the alert. Dr. Chung says PSO members' own data indicated an ongoing problem that might suggest impediments to improving. We were aware that best practices had been published, um, but given the continuing occurrence of these events, thought that there might be some barriers or ongoing challenges, and the thought, thought that was worth um, convening subject matter experts to really think about the patient safety risks and develop um, risk mitigation strategies specifically focused on operationalizing best practice guidance. The team identified three main risks to preventing retained surgical items, distractions, handoffs, and problems with relationships and trust. You know, I, I think that they're all equally important, but simply by numbers, I would say distractions probably um, is, is you know, higher number, right? Because there are more distractions or potential distractions in any kind of procedure um, versus handoffs. Um, tend to happen less frequently unless the procedure um, duration is prolonged. And then the, the third one, relationships and trust, is sort of uh, all-encompassing, not unique to any one organization, um, but basically it's related to opportunities to improve psychological safety um, and therefore um, you know, improve the effectiveness of, of any kind of team that's working together. 
This last risk is hard to solve with a checklist. The patient safety alert describes a hypothetical case study assembled from multiple real malpractice cases. It involves a 60-year-old patient with multiple comorbidities who was admitted for elective exploratory laparotomy. Prior to closure of the skin, the surgical services staff identified one less sponge than expected during the count. The surgeon was notified, but continued with closing the wound. Later, x-ray revealed the sponge in the patient's abdomen and another surgery was required to remove it. Important interventions for trust and safe environments involve establishing team structures with clear roles that empower someone to stop activity to count items. Team training and simulation with closed loop communication and simulated crew resource management are part of effective prevention. Unless we really train everyone to respond positively to any kind of raising of hands, right? Um, and accept that there will be some false positives, right? That someone's gonna raise their hand and it's actually gonna be okay. We still need to thank that person just as if it was a true positive and they actually identified something that was truly um, not what was intended. Um, and I think we, we just have farther to go in terms of that work, sort of positive reinforcement, regardless of whether or not it was a true or false positive. Standardized and structured handoffs will help mitigate the other serious risks to safety, shift changes, and distractions. Shift changes during counts are discouraged. Raising awareness for the entire team can help. Dr. Smink notes that knowing what is behind a general barrier like distraction allows hospitals to focus on specific factors. Environmental distractions may include noise, side conversations, electronic devices, or patient charting. According to Dr. Smink, a careful count requires the whole team's attention. That count at the end in particular um, is at a somewhat busy time for the rest of the operating room team. The surgeons are um, often finishing the procedure, but they're, they're doing a lot of sewing or other things to put um, the uh, incision back together. Uh, the anesthesiologists are thinking about waking the patient up, and at that same time, um, the, usually the circulating nurse and the um, scrub tech or the scrub nurse are doing the count, but sometimes they're being distracted because they're asked for pieces of equipment, um, something that either the surgeon or the anesthesiologist might need. And those distractions, um, you know, make it hard to count. The PSO alert includes a number of suggestions to mitigate distraction during the count, such as addressing the surgeon by name to verify they are ready. Announcing to the entire room that the count is beginning is another recommendation, along with setting up a no-interruption zone to create distraction-free time. A more expensive but effective intervention is the universal use of barcode wands for institutions that can afford them. Dr. Chung. They will catch the errors when the count was correct. Um, and, and be more facile um, in detecting where the sponge might be, whether the count's correct or not correct. So that's one possibility. And then I think in, in the second one, in particular for those institutions that may not be able to implement the wanting, is to recognize that these events happen, they are preventable, and to understand and work on the other factors, meaning um, reducing uh, distractions, you know, that may or may not be necessary, um, focusing on uh, reliable, highly reliable handoffs and transitions of care, and then um, doing whatever we can to optimize psychological safety, um, not just in the procedural areas, but actually in any sort of healthcare situation or care setting. 
um, so that everyone truly feels like they are a value member of the team and that they feel comfortable speaking up anytime they're not sure that everything's right. Not just when they're sure something's wrong, anytime they're not sure everything is right. The AMC PSO Patient Safety Alert Guidance to Reduce the Risk of Retained Surgical Items is available free of charge on the CRICO website at www.rmf.harvard.edu slash retained surgical items. I'm Tom Agello for SafetyNet. Thank you for listening to SafetyNet, a podcast of news, trends, and ideas from Crico in the Harvard Medical System. Find all of our podcasts at www.rmf.harvard.edu slash podcast and subscribe. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and then rate and review the show to help others find it too.